In this episode, I talk about why your vagal break strength is important. My name is Justin Sinceri. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist that is obsessed with the polyvagal theory. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken. This episode should be perfectly safe, but of course, put yourself first because you do know yourself best. I'm not going to be reading directly from the blog article, but this is this topic is from justinlmft.com in the blog, which I do update every single week. And typically, it's a pretty quick read that delves into various polyvagal topics. And this is a, a pretty important concept when it comes to the polyvagal theory, the vagal break. What the heck is this thing and why is this important? So the first thing obviously here to go into is what the heck is the vagal break? The, the social engagement system is at the top of the polyvagal ladder. Underneath that is the sympathetic flight fight system and underneath that is the dorsal vagal shutdown system. But we're, we're really concerned about the top of the polyvagal ladder, the ventral vagal safety social engagement system that's at the top. This is the newest autonomic pathway, exclusive only to mammals. Aren't we lucky that we have that? And as human beings, we are mammals. So as mammals developed the social engagement pathways, the sympathetic flight fight pathways and the dorsal shutdown pathways, they became repurposed with the ventral vagal pathways active. So as long as the safe and social state pathways are active, the sympathetic flight fight and the dorsal vagal shutdown pathways, they get repurposed and used for non-defensive behaviors and actually get used for pro-social behaviors. If the ventral vagal safe and social state is not active and then the flight fight or the shutdown pathways are active, so if the defensive pathways are active without the safety state, then it's just defensive behaviors. It will, it will result in defensive behaviors. It'll result in actual flight, actual fight, or actual shutdown. So we have to have the ventral vagal pathways active at the same time as these other autonomic states, as the flight, fight, and the shutdown. And then so it'll take the flight, fight energy, or it'll take the shutdown immobilization and repurpose it for pro-social behaviors. The vagal break then is the influence of the social engagement system, specifically on the heart, as Dr. Porges says, the vagal break is the influence. It's not really a thing. It's, it's the influence of the social engagement system on the heart. It keeps it at a calmer beat per minute. So, and again, if the ventral pathways are active, then it'll keep the heart at a calmer pace. If the heart's at a calmer pace, that means the flight fight energy will not turn into defensive behaviors. And the dorsal vagal shutdown immobilization will not be for defense. If the safe and social state pathways are not active, then that means the vagal break comes off, which would result in a heart rate going up about 20 beats per minute faster, significantly faster. And you know if your heart rate goes up, that's going to result in more mobilization and like actual flight fight energy and behaviors. Hopefully that all makes sense. So how do you strengthen your vagal break? Because we want this to be as strong as possible to be, to be able to handle the intensity of the sympathetic flight fight energy. We don't want that flight fight energy to get out of control and turn into actual flight fight behaviors to like anxious running away or aggressive fighting. And you, you would strengthen your vagal break just like you would anything else. And that's by exercising it. 
So that means accessing it, utilizing it, moving up and down your polyvagal ladder. Like if you have a goal to lift heavier weights, then you'd have to start by actually lifting weights, right? You cannot lift 200 pounds before we lift 100, and you probably can't lift 100 before we lift 50. But eventually you will be able to reach your goal of 200 pounds, but you have to start with what you have and then work your way up. You have to get increasingly uh, more strength to lift more weights. Likewise, you have to increasingly start with where you're at with your bagel break or your social engagement system and work your way up to build more strength. And again, you just start with what you have. You don't have what you don't have, right? You might want it. You might long for it. I think it's possible. I think you'll get there. But you have to start with what you have. And even if it's not much, that's a heck of a lot better than nothing. And you're asking, well, that's fantastic, Justin. How the hell do we do that? All right, all right. I got you. And the answer is to return to the present moment. Because if you're consciously existing in the present moment, that's probably a really good indicator that you're utilizing those ventral vagal, safe and social pathways. And if that's true, then that means you're now exercising that system. And that means that you're building the strength of your vagal break. It does get more complicated, but that's the basic idea. If you're existing in the present moment in your body, then you are now accessing your safe and social system. And if you're accessing that, that means you are, that means your vagal break is on and your heartbeat is not, you know, skyrocketing, right? So for me, and this is the way I work is how much am I in my body? How much am I in the present moment? And that to me is a pretty good measurement of, of my uh, ventral vagal activity. In my course, Building Safety Anchors, I teach the participants on more on this concept. And I take the general idea of, of building your vagal break and I help the participants to discover what anchors them in the present moment because I don't think it's the same for everybody. I think when you listen to this and you, you might, something might pop into your mind about how you personally become more anchored in the present moment. And what works for you might not work for me. I like to draw a lot. You may, you know, shudder. Shudder? Is that the right word? Shiver? You might shudder at the idea of drawing. That doesn't sound right, but I'm going to say it anyways. Drawing might not be your thing is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I like to swim. I like to listen to music. So there's just, for me, there's, there's a few, right? But for you, you might say yes or no. So it's really difficult to tell people, just do this to feel more in the present moment. There probably are some universal things, but there are probably things specific just to you that you have yet to discover, or maybe you already know them. But in building safety anchors, I help people to discover what works for you to bring you more to the present moment. And if you can come to the present moment, again, you're accessing your vagal break, or you're utilizing your vagal break. And in the course, I talk about sensory experiences, cognitive skills, uh, the environment, memories. All these things and, and more can help to anchor you more into the present moment. And again, that means you're utilizing your safety pathways. But let's get a little bit more complicated with this. There's a concept called pendulation. Uh, this is something I first heard about through Peter Levine, the creator of somatic experiencing. 
And this refers to the act of pendulating, which just means going back and forth. And when it comes to what we're doing here, this would be going back and forth from the stuck defensive state, st stuck defensive energy, to the present moment or feelings of safety. So going from your, your defensive pathways to the safe and social pathways, going back and forth, like pendulating back and forth uh, between them. Or in polyvagal terms, it would be like going up and down the ladder. So it'd be going from the defensive energy down the ladder up into the safe and social state and then back down and then up. But pendulation requires um, an anchor, something that grounds the individual in the present moment, something they can really hold on to in a way. Pendulation is extremely important for, uh, for building the strength of the vagal break. It's kind of like the polyvagal or the somatic way of lifting weights. It builds the autonomic nervous system's capacity for tolerating distress because when you're pendulating, you're actually tapping into some of that stuck defensive energy and then going to your anchor, whatever's anchoring you in the present moment, and then back to the stuck defensive energy and then back to the anchor. This is something I do in therapy with my clients as well which is helping them to recognize and feel and be with the defensive energy, as long as they have the vagal break capacity to handle it, but also knowing for them what works for them in a therapy session to come back to the present moment. And that might be some muscle relaxation. It might be a memory. It could be uh, anything. It could be sometimes I'll, just, I'll utilize humor as a way to help bring someone back to the present moment. And, and, but that's the point is to go back and forth between the stuck defensive energy and then the present moment and, and really help the, go back and forth. But also eventually, once the vagal break strength is strong enough to really feel the stuck defensive energy in the present moment. So you have the, the, the vagal break going strong enough to handle really allowing that energy discharge, allowing that defensive energy to run its course and, and uh, you know, discharge from the body. Another concept that's really important is uh, titration. So pendulation and then also titration. Again, uh, Peter Levine and somatic experiencing. This is the uh, act of feeling into the stuck defensive energy a little bit at a time. That's called titration. No, it's not easy. Feeling the pain of a stuck defensive state is can be very challenging to say the least, of course. It takes a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of readiness to be able to do so. And it takes a very firm anchoring in your eventual vagal state of safety and social engagement. So in my opinion, the first step towards change is actually to strengthen the strength of your ventral vagal system, and meaning to strengthen your vagal break, not to dive into the painful stuff from your past, which I think in therapy happens uh, maybe too often, or is too unrealistic of an expectation. The goal is to be able to build the capacity to handle potentially going into the painful stuff from your past, or at least into the stuck defensive energy. Even if, you're, even if you're not gonna talk about the specific things, if you can tap into and feel the stuck defensive energy, at least a little bit at a time, that might be more ideal than simply going into the pain. But in order to do that a little bit at a time, you have to first, first, build the strength of your vagal break. And that, to me is, is a lot more important. And then once you're in 
firmly anchored in the safe and social state, then you can begin to look into your uh, stuck defensive energy. And that's why with building safety anchors, that's why the focus is not diving into the pain and sitting with it and discharging it, but really it's building the capacity to do that. But first you have to be in the present moment. If you are anchored in your safe and social state and you're ready to make the choice to to feel your stuck defensive energy, I, I really recommend you do so in small doses if you're not already. Just sitting with and, and expecting to build a tolerance to the stuck defensive energy might not be realistic and you may be re-traumatizing yourself over and over and over again. Because if you don't have the big old break developed, it really is just kind of reliving it over and over again. So I, I do recommend absolutely uh, building the strength of your big old break first. And if as you work in small doses, I, I don't expect to have the huge trembling, uh, like release the discharge of energy that we see uh, Peter Levine do in, with somatic experiencing. It might not be like that. First, you, you're, might, you're probably going to have to get more acquainted with tolerable doses of the stuck defensive energy. You, you want to get acquainted with how it feels, where it lives in your body. Uh, what your body does and wants to do in reaction to that energy. And even Peter Levine said that his, with his story of Nancy, that was the Nancy was running from the tiger. If you're not familiar with that, uh, definitely look up on YouTube, Peter Levine and the story of Nancy. But in, in one of his books, he did say that rushing into the discharge that soon is not the way he continued to work. That was like the first time he had done that. And then afterward, he did more of this style that I'm talking about right now. Once your vagal break is sufficiently strengthened, and you'll, you'll be able to tell because as you look at the stuff def- stuck defensive energy, you'll be able to notice that t- being able to tolerate it more or your day-to-day functioning will get a bit easier. Or when it comes to interacting with that certain person, it'll feel different. Or your, the way you... Uh, engage with your significant other there might be more empathy there but you'll begin to notice that as your vagal break strengthens and as your window of tolerance really grows you'll see these little differences and especially if you're noticing what's happening within you you'll be able to see and notice these differences as they're happening or even if you reflect back on your day you might say or realize oh that that was different but again life daily life becomes more manageable uh, the, all the stresses and the relationships that you're struggling with might become more manageable, or at least they won't be as triggering. That is definitely a possibility. As a parent, you might you might be less inclined to to yell at your kid for not brushing their teeth. You might have more patience when it comes to that coworker. Daily life would be less threatening because your heartbeat is going to be able to stay at a calmer pace. And we'll be able to stay anchored in in the present moment and in your body, which means there will be less potential to be triggered by benign things or or even negative things. People that are truly dangerous and events that are truly dangerous will be neurocepted as dangerous still. But your responses to previous quote-unquote threats will be uh, more tempered, probably attached to more empathy. For the other person, it just won't be as triggering. The other benefit here to to strengthening your vagal break is that if 
if enough of us do this, I, I, I imagine the world become, will become a lot more empathetic, a lot more caring, a lot less triggered, a lot more patient, less judgment, I think less shame, less inflicted shame. I think there'd be more curiosity. I think there'd be less evaluation and less dismissiveness and more understanding. So if, if we each individually, and maybe even help each other out too along the way, right? But individually, if we work on our own vagal breaks, I, I think it will result in a much more pleasant world in general. Because it, again, if the vagal break is active, then that means the safe and social state is also active. And if that's active, then that means you're going to have uh, a lot of mammals, a lot of human beings that are ready to, to socially engage with each other, to be safe, to have empathy and understanding and curiosity about each other. And I think we need a lot of that. You're going to have human beings that are biologically prepared for connection. And again, yeah, our world needs a lot of that. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this episode was helpful for you. If you're interested in learning more about building safety anchors, there'll be a link in the description or just go to justinlmft.com to read more from the blog and also check out the uh, Building Safety Anchors course. Thanks a lot. Bye.